coming up on 5-Minute News. Russian airstrikes escalate as talks show promise. Iran fires missiles on Iraq in warning to US allies. And Saudi Arabia executes 81 men in a single day. It's Monday, March 14. I'm Anthony Davis. Russia bombed a military base in western Ukraine on Sunday, killing 35 people in an attack on a facility that served as a crucial hub for cooperation between Ukraine and the NATO countries supporting its defence. The barrage marked an escalation of Moscow's offensive and moved the fighting perilously close to the Polish border. The attack, so near a NATO member country, raised the possibility that the alliance could be drawn into the fight and was heavy with symbolism in a conflict that has revived old Cold War rivalries and threatened to rewrite the current global security order. More than 30 Russian cruise missiles targeted the sprawling facility at Yavoriv, which has long been used to train Ukrainian soldiers, often with instructors from the United States and other countries in the Western alliance. Russian and Ukrainian officials gave their most upbeat assessments yet on Sunday of progress in their talks on the war in Ukraine, suggesting there could be positive results within days. Separately, US Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman said Russia was showing signs of willingness to engage in substantive negotiations about ending a conflict in which thousands have died. More than two and a half million people have fled. Ukraine has said it is willing to negotiate but not surrender or accept any ultimatums. The governor of Lviv said most Russian missiles fired on Sunday were shot down because the air defence system worked. Those that got through killed at least 35 people and wounded 134. The United States condemned the attack on Yavoriv with Secretary of State Antony Blinken tweeting, The brutality must stop. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said the West would respond if Russia's strikes travel outside Ukraine and hit any NATO members, even accidentally. NATO has said it will not send troops into Ukraine, but Sullivan said the US and its allies have got substantial amounts of military assistance, weapons and supplies to the front, and that despite Russian threats of attack, they believed they would be able to continue to do so. Iran on Sunday claimed responsibility for a barrage of missiles that struck near a sprawling US consulate complex in northern Iraq, saying it was retaliation for an Israeli strike in Syria that killed two members of its Revolutionary Guard earlier this week. Iraq's foreign ministry on Sunday summoned Iran's ambassador to protest the attack, calling it a flagrant violation of the country's sovereignty. No injuries were reported in Sunday's attack on the city of Erbil, which marked a significant escalation between the US and Iran. Hostility between the longtime foes has often played out in Iraq, whose government is allied with both countries. The attack drew harsh condemnation from the Iraqi government, which called it a violation of international law and norms, and demanded an explanation from the Iranian leadership. The United States said the missile strike emanated from Iran and strongly condemned it. 
Following a cabinet meeting, the Iraqi government in Baghdad reiterated its refusal to allow Iraq to be used to settle scores between other countries and said it has requested an explanation from the Iranian leadership. Satellite broadcast channel Kurdistan 24, which is located near the US consulate, went on air from their studio shortly after the attack, showing shattered glass and debris on their studio floor. The attack came several days after Iran said it would retaliate for an Israeli strike near Damascus, Syria, that killed two members of its Revolutionary Guard. Saudi Arabia executed 81 men, including seven Yemenis and one Syrian on Saturday, the Interior Ministry said, in the kingdom's largest mass execution in decades. The number dwarfed the 67 executions reported there in all of 2021 and the 27 in 2020. Offences ranged from joining militant groups to holding deviant beliefs, the ministry said in a statement. These individuals, totaling 81, were convicted of various crimes, including murdering innocent men, women and children, the statement read. Crimes committed by these individuals also include pledging allegiance to foreign terrorist organisations such as ISIS, Al-Qaeda and the Houthis, it added. The ministry did not say how the executions were carried out. The men included 37 Saudi nationals who were found guilty in a single case for attempting to assassinate security officers and targeting police stations and convoys, the statement added. The mass execution is likely to bring back attention to Saudi Arabia's human rights record at a time when world powers have been focused on Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Rights groups have accused Saudi Arabia of enforcing restrictive laws on political and religious expression and criticised it for using the death penalty, including for defendants arrested when they were minors. There are prisoners of conscience on Saudi death row and others arrested as children or charged with non-violent crimes, Soraya Borwans, Deputy Director of Anti-Death Penalty Charity Reprieve, said in a statement. We fear for every one of them following this brutal display of impunity, she added. Saudi Arabia denies accusations of human rights abuses and says it protects its national security through its laws. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. A news story gets shared by a friend on social media or you catch a tweet that really makes your blood boil. But how do you separate fact from fiction? That's the premise behind Disinformation, a 10-part series from Evergreen Podcasts and Emergent Risk International coming this fall. Tune in to Disinformation wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, don't believe everything you read.